Hey guys, welcome back to Action Movie Anatomy. I'm so excited to talk to you today about the dark side of the force. Don't underestimate my power. We'll see you in one second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Boom! What's up, everybody? Oh, yeah. Still Dre. Where did it go? <laughs> That's so. There it is. There it is. Golden. Ah, uh, right on time. Yeah. Oh man, that put me in a good mood. That was as on time as Hayden Christensen's <laughs> acting is on point. On point. We're here. We're back. It's Thursday. I thought you were having a seizure at first. <laughs> Is it Charlie Hunnam or is it Hayden Christensen? I, I can't tell. Is it just the same? It's it's not quite the same. They're similar. They're it, similar. You can't. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to the trailer and then <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be able to <laughs> at some point. Um, oh, that's a good reminder. Stephen Lemieux up in the booth, uh, executive producer, co-creator of this show. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing good. I'm excited. Yeah, you like this, this is movie. the best movie of all time, and by that I mean it is not. Is strong. it the best of the 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 opening trilogy though? The prequels. The prequels. Yeah, obviously. No. Are you like Phantom Menace better? You like I, I mean, Phantom Menace sucked, but like I can remember it better. Just because of uh, Darth Maul? They'll Just because, yeah, like, in Darth general. You just remember more. more. There'll be plenty to talk about as we get into it. Guys, it's Action Movie Anatomy. We're here. It's Thursday. We're back. It's our last show of 2018. Uh, wow. I, I just can't believe Christmas is, or the holidays yeah. are next week. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. I don't know why I corrected myself like that. Is today the 19th? It's the 20th? It's the 20th. Christmas in five days. Something like that. I need to do some Christmas shopping. I've done all my Christmas shopping. Yeah. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> Neither have I. Amazon. I should have um, gotten it all done while I was in Tokyo. Like, mm. looking. I had no room in my bag for mm. anything. Like, not even my own stuff on the way back. What yeah. show is this? What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's Action Movie and We talk action movies on the show. Today we're talking Revenge of the Sith, the third film in the Star Wars prequel no. trilogy. <laughs> in the late 90s and the early 2000s, starring none other than Hayden Christensen. Uh, big shout out to patrons. We've got a couple patrons we wanted to give shout outs to. Mr. Matt Kearns. I know, yes. Kearns, you're going to watch this because Kearns is a big Star Wars guy. Yes, he is. Uh, he's also a big action guy and he's just a good guy. Big fan of Matt Kearns. We yeah. also got. Harold uh, Gruntjern. No, that's terrible. Gruntjern. Yeah. Gruntjern. That could be right. There's a T. Harold <laughs> Grunt. Yeah, Gruntjern. There's a T. There's a J. There's a G. Do you always uh, select one difficult to pronounce one on purpose? There just always is one. It's never just like Bob Ross and that's a right. That's a painter. Harold Gruntjern. That's that's what I'm going with. Maybe that that, that could be right. Uh, yeah. Matt and Harold, we. <laughs> Salute you. Salute you on Action Movie Anatomy. The movies we cover on the show here to four basic rules. Rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. Who is the hero? Ewan? See the hero? Yeah. It's either him or Padme. Padme. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Padme. Hold me like you did in the, by the rivers in Naboo. Yeah, it's a Lake. good one. It's a great, great line. Yeah, it is a very good line. <laughs> and her delivery. <laughs> She would win an Oscar. Uh, rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs in the room. I mean, the villain is obviously Palpatine. He's definitely the smartest guy in the room. And, yeah. Uh, I don't think... Ewan's the smartest in all the situations he's put in, but kind of when it comes down to this... Well, and, the like, some of the Jedi... The Jedi that actually survive that become important characters in the Star Wars canon are the smartest guys in the room. Because, That's fair. Because Yoda and Ewan McGregor are... They actually survive. And, and Organa's parents. Yeah. The ones that are, get it and they can like sense great evil and all that, they actually <laughs> But the rest of them, Mace Windu. And all the guards that he brings. <laughs> the guards, those are the worst guards in history. I also like That guy was like a stand in a file like hired off like Hollywood Boulevard to be a Jedi. Like, <laughs> he just stands there. Yeah. The worst that was like one of my thesi that there's the four worst guards ever. Yeah. Wow, am I really sweating through my shirt already? Oh my god, you're pulling a me. <laughs> Guys, everyone look, screenshot it, post it on Twitter when we ask you not to. Paul. 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 <laughs> it's very warm in here. It is uh, very warm in here. Rule number three, the movie is driven by police, military, political, or mercenary figure. I sense that someone is trying to betray the force, is maybe, or whatever <laughs> Windu's line is. There's some lines in this that are so bad. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, Windows. Windows just a gem. Yeah, like the whole we, we could we could write like a like a dissertation on like <laughs> on Mace Windu in Star Wars, like everything. The fact that he's the only one with a purple lightsaber ever. The fact that like at the time they made these movies, Samuel Jackson was like a blue chip movie star. He was like a real big deal. Um, Is he the only black Jedi? Is he? Well, probably in the later films, there's there's other black Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Up later to this ones. point, though, right? In the original trilogy, we don't. I, don't I mean, think so. Guys, we should probably point out, rule number four, the movie cans a minimum one explosion. There's lots of explosions. We're not, like, the Star Wars guys. We are not the Star this Wars guys. It's important for you guys who are watching this or listening to this to remember is that we are going to talk about this movie and how much we enjoy it, all the sweetest parts. It is dedicated, it is dedicated to Richard Eric Jarvie, <sighs> a general in the Action Army, a man that we need to salute. Boom. Um, Boom. Jarvie, you've, you've wanted this for a long time, so we're excited to get to do it for you. Also, big big happy birthday to Paul Denuso, another general in the Army. Yes. Um, very know, happy birthday, Paul. Yeah, very excited for that. Uh, we're going to talk We're gonna talk about a few things today coming up on the show. We're going to be doing Should the Prequels Have Happened, a whole conversation about that, a modern-day recast of the film. Um, but talking just about like the, the, the trilogy and the original trilogy and all that, like that's not our jam. We're going to do our best here, but there's probably going to be stuff that you guys know. There will we don't be stuff know. that you know that we don't know. We're not Jedi Council. We're not Rule of Twos. We're not... Uh, What's that show called? Star Wars Explained? Alex Star Wars Damon? Explained, the Alex Damon show. What's the one here? Is that Jedi Council? No, that's that's the Collider one. What's the show Steven, here called? What's the Star Wars show here called? Uh, Jedi Alliance. But we, Jedi we went Alliance. on a hiatus like uh, six months ago. Jedi, were you, okay. you weren't on that show, were you? No, yeah, I, I wasn't. I don't know enough. I can, I can sing the Cantina song, though. <laughs> can you? <laughs> yeah. Roko did that show, Donica. Yeah, but so the point is, guys, we're not like one of those guys. We're, we're just doing an episode on a movie that we love, and this movie happens to be that movie. So that is what we're going to do. Andrew, if the folks want to follow along with you and, and uh, follow your career, your exploits, see the follow selfies you post. Doing. A lot of selfies out there. Uh, you can find me at Andrew Guy. You can find me that Andrew Guy on Instagram. And also, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Team Action Show. Uh, we've been a little bit more active on there. We've been a little more heat. Have you been tweeting from the account? Uh, I haven't been tweeting much at all lately other than about my jet lag. Yeah. I just can't. I, sl- I showered with the front door wide open the other day. Really? 30 minutes. Wide open. The door to the, sh- the bathroom? No, or? no. The door to my house. What about the door to the shower? <laughs> I think that was closed. <laughs> just the front door was open. Yeah. <laughs> It was definitely one of those moments where you like kind of like walking through the house afterwards. I was brushing my teeth with the towel on, and then the door was open. I was like, "Oh, ooh, yeah, <laughs> that's not safe or smart." There's probably a serial killer played by Robin Williams who was hiding somewhere in your house, <laughs> but he's taking pictures of me first, yeah, and then developing them in one hour. Um, so uh, shout out to One Hour Photo. <laughs> shout out to One Hour Photo. R.I.P. to the late great uh, Robin yes, Williams. Robin Williams. Uh, yeah, so that's where you can find Andrew. You guys can find me at Ben Bateman Media, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. Uh, check out our show on Collider. We have another action show. Uh, this one does one movie every single week. That one does an idea discussion. It's called The Action Guys. Um, it goes up every single Friday. So you get this show Thursdays, that show Fridays. Oh, and tomorrow is the uh, is the history of Team Action. Oh yeah, we do a Shimoda. verbal history of Team Action. Yeah, it actually starts with like when Drew and I worked at a restaurant together all these years ago and then uh the formation of this show yep. talk all about this show talk about uh team action and then obviously the action guys and it's it's a really really fun show it, it goes up tomorrow as well as the spectacular the gigantic end of year schmodown thing that posts tomorrow which is crazy i can't believe the spectacular is here already um i cannot freaking wait for I you guys to see i it's gonna be nuts i wish i was there yeah. i wish that i could go it would have been, been so fun um but yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Stephen, for covering me. I was. I was waiting in the shower for thirty minutes. I wasn't actually showering the whole time. Mm. Um, let's hop into the trailer. I think it sounds good. I think. I think. I think this movie does fit rule number three because the Jedi they they are like a military kind of. Yeah, religious military. Religious. I wish we had shown the other trailer. Remember? Not showed you. Oh yeah, the teaser. Yeah, I mean this is the real trailer. Yeah, yeah. The teaser doesn't really happen. Dark side of the force. Dark side of the force. Um, consider to be not from a Jedi. That's maybe my favorite line in the movie. Oh, it's 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 so sick. Not from a Jedi. That's sweet. He's, he's so good. Excellent. Well, when he's being him, yeah. I actually think that his crazy emperor, crazy emperor stuff is a little over the top, and I, it's the only part of him that kind of loses me. But also, it's clearly intentional because, like, I don't think the boy yeah, it's clearly intentional because, like, they want him to seem the way he's like laughing and maniacally as he fights Yoda. Yeah, they want him to just be like the most crazy evil, but yeah. It's a little bit much. But as Palpatine, when he's just thinking it. Yeah, when he's just Palpatine and he's like trying to he's seduce. Yeah. 
He's actually someone that I feel... I, is he passed away now? I, I wasn't sure about that, but I was thinking he definitely should be in more movies. Steve, that was another thesis I had. Steven, can you do me a favor and check if the guy that plays the Emperor... Ian McDiarmond. Ian McDiarmond has passed away. I felt like maybe he has, but I, I can't quite remember. Um, oh, wow. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. He has not passed away. He's 74 years he's old. He's 74 years old. Oh, wow. He's actually pretty young. Yeah. He, um... He's like a guy that... <laughs> I feel like if I, like, met him... At like a party, I would be creeped out. I sense someone is trying to destroy the light side. <laughs> uh, What's in your wallet? <laughs> it's your dark side. Yeah. Use it when you need it. <laughs> I'm the other black guy. Wait, wait. Are you saying? Oh, if you saw Ian McDarmond at a party, you'd be freaked out. Even before seeing this movie. Uh. Eh. Debatable. It's a combination of him being extraordinarily good at being evil in this, yeah. and also the fact that like <laughs> he's just creepy. He's creepy. His look. The creepy old man. <laughs> he's a creepy old man. I don't like it. Uh, but my he's amazing. My attack left me scarred, but my resolve has never been stronger. <laughs> he's so good. Like my he's he's my favorite part of um, of Jedi. Like all his scenes in oh, Jedi, because yeah, yeah, yeah. like his all his stuff when when they're on uh, the Death Star at the end, and he's like, "I'm afraid the shield generator will be quite operational when your friends arrive." <laughs> yeah. You're like, "Oh God, like, I so hate evil. it. Why are you laughing?" A <laughs> piece of a little band. Um, he's so wow, a lot of people in the chat right now. Really happy about that. I mean, Star Wars always brings people to brings people together. Uh, they yeah. can they can arm up against us and our lack of Star Wars knowledge. <laughs> oh, we're gonna kill it today. Oh, we're gonna do great. Crush it. I enjoyed that trailer. It has a couple sweet moments. Oh five. It's the front end of, of this is the front end. Oh, that's another episode of Action Guys we have coming on the up. islands of Naboo. Yeah, what? we we have a whole episode coming up on the Action Guys. Drew and I had to pre-tape some things because uh, he was out of town. Then I'm gonna be out of town. We did this whole uh, episode about what makes the perfect trailer. Oh yeah, and it's gonna come out. I think it's gonna probably come out the first week of January, like when I'm in Hong Kong. And yeah, it's, it's an hour long discussion about the different generations, the eras of trailers, all the trailer voices. Yeah, the trailer voices, like what the actual focus is in the narrative of the trailer, yeah. and um, excuse me, and also like what some of our favorites are. Yeah, it's a sweet episode. Those those episodes coming up soon are uh, are good. There's and there's one more I'm forgetting. There's one more. But... It's the uh, it's the the action comedies, the top five action oh, comedies yeah, you need to see you, before you die. Yeah, it's another one. Let's get some good episodes. Yeah, there's some good ones there, up. guys. Check that show out. So um, anyway, guys, we're gonna get into the next part of the show. This is gonna be thesis statements. Your biggest boldest thought about the film. Uh, it's just something you believe. If you if you this you start talking about this movie at a party, you know what do you say? And yeah. um, I thought about this a lot as I watched this movie again. So this is probably like the seventh, sixth or seventh time I've seen it. Yeah, I saw this in theaters, and I've seen it a handful of times. It's, I've seen it on cable a good amount. It's one of those movies. I remember I saw it in 05 when it came out in Hawaii uh, with my family. I was there oh, wow. For, I was there for Christmas. Uh, I think it was Christmas. Yeah, it had to have been. That's when this movie came out, right? Yeah. Right here. <clears throat> it's um, in July, right? Oh, maybe Something it was like that? okay. Yeah, maybe it was a summer, a summer release then. May, May. Okay, so yeah, it wasn't Christmas. It was some sort of summer release, some sort of summer thing. Um, <laughs> it is. But I, uh, I remember watching it in Hawaii, and like you know, I had seen, I had seen the other two in theaters when they had come out. This is two thousand five, so at that point, I guess I'm graduating high school ish. It's like my senior kind of year of high school, and I thought it was pretty cool. But I was also past the age where. It just being Star Wars was going to sell it for me. Well, that and also you'd kind of like from Episode Two, you your expectations were a bit well, but more it, cautious, right? Definitely, but also Episode Two. See, in two thousand two, when I was fourteen, like seeing that movie, I was like, that's the transition point. When you're fourteen years old, you're you're close to starting to feel like an adult, but you're definitely still a kid. Yeah, so yeah. I was not capable yet of discerning what was so disappointing about episode two. Where episode one was bad, but episode one, I was like, that was fucking awesome. There's, that was so cool. Yeah, I loved episode I, one because, as a kid. Yeah, we were 11. Yeah, like, we were 11 and Darth Maul had a dual, had a double-headed lightsaber. So cool. But yeah. episode two, you're like, I think that was bad, but I don't really know. I, I just, like, I didn't like that movie. I wrote this article for uh, TriviaSD.com. It's this thing they're doing now. Uh, movie Trivia Shmodan asks competitors to basically talk about their favorite their favorite slice on the wheel. And then, you know, you write an article and, and talk about a top ten. So I did movie release dates. I wrote this article that was like the ten most important years of my life yeah. and my favorite movie from each year. And I was going through some of the early years, like Truman Show I talked about from 1998. 
And, like, I remember coming out of Truman Show and being like, that was cool, but, like, my favorite parts were, like, Jim Carrey and, like, his physical comedy. And, like, right, stuff right. that's, like, not what that movie's really about. Like, that it didn't... so good. It didn't occur to me when I was 10, actually, how good Ed Harris is in that movie. It's only years later that I'm like, whoa. Christoph. Years later, you're like, this actually could have just been played by somebody other than Jim Carrey, and the movie would have been just as good. The fact that it's Jim Carrey, like, doesn't really... He, you didn't need, like, the Jim Carrey. You didn't need his, like, physical comedy stuff. No, you didn't need his actual physical comedy. You needed his his dramatic chops, which yeah. is one of the great... I mean, we talk about... We, you and I have yeah. had this conversation a lot recently about how uh, the greatest comedic actors make the best dramatic actors. You pulling a straight me? It's just one spot. It's just one spot. You just say you spilled uptime on it. Guys, buy uptime. Sponsored... It looks Sponsors like I'm us. lactating. <laughs> I mean, he is. Uh, a couple people really quick just want to say uh, they love the action, guys. Thank which you. Which is really nice. Thank really you. appreciate that. We really love doing that show. Uh, a couple people are really big fans of your article. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks, they guys. really enjoyed That's it. It's really nice. And, uh, and I want to hear your thesis statement because you still haven't said it. Oh, yeah. I've been talking about all <laughs> kinds of other things. Oh, look at this. Delayed. I'm watching us. I'm watching me point at my nipple. Um, <laughs> and I am as well. <laughs> and I am as well. Um, okay. Here's my thesis statement. So you guys, is everyone at home. My thesis statement is that the casting of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker is the most misunderstood casting choice in film history. You dropped your pen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me explain. Okay, you need to. God because, damn it, let me finish. God damn it, let me finish. Because I feel like it's not just being misunderstood. I feel like he's actually just like just a bad actor. Okay, Hayden Christensen is a terrible actor. Okay, thank he's, you. He is not good. I am the white <laughs> ghost. Uh, he's a bad actor, and he ruined this trilogy. But if yeah. you go back and watch this film, and, and I just did, <laughs> what I found was, like, all right, you know those kids that you knew in high school, or elementary school even, and... They're insecure and they're weird. They're a little off. Yeah, Jeff and Short. I remember Jeff. Is Jeff Short? He's just a kid I went to high school. Like when you say that yeah. description to me, immediately that kid pops in my head. They it's something about they have a level of like when they talk, they sound like they're trying to sound more confident than they really are. They sound like they're trying to sound smarter than they really are. They they and like they always feel a little weird. They're and just they, trying too hard. They end up being a weirdo. Like, yeah. Obviously, I, I've never known somebody who's who's turned out to be one of these like horrible school shooters. But like, those are the stories you hear. They're like these weird people. Right, right, right. Anakin Skywalker is a mass murderer. He murders children. That's what he is. He is the weird guy that you know who's a little off that turns out to be actually a horrible villain. So I'm right. saying. I mean, he kills all the younglings. I mean, he's awful. So when I watched it this time, I was like, his like weird stalkery stare that he like stares at Padme with, the way that he talks, the way he every line he delivers like sounds like he wants it to sound cool and decisive, but it's not. I think that he accidentally actually just is the perfect casting choice for Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, we want him to be really appealing and like <sighs> we want to love him. We want to love him because he's Darth Vader. Like you wish that he was, you wish he made you feel like Luke or, or Han Solo makes you feel. But he's a villain. He's not supposed to. He's supposed to be creepy and weird and hard to watch, and he's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. And his acting makes me feel uncomfortable. It's terrible. But aren't we supposed to be, like, rooting for him a little bit, like, throughout? Like, he's just... uh, Okay, okay. But what do you think Lucas was going for then? Or, like, why didn't he, like, make it more evident or heavy-handed or... because it just seems like he's still just that guy. I think they wanted him to be different than he was. And I think that once they got through the second movie, like, whatever. Somehow someone talked themselves. I don't know what it was. He has no chemistry with Natalie Portman. Like, it's it's a widely understood fact that he is awful in these movies. Actually, though, hilariously enough, big shout to Roxy Stryer. She is the biggest fan of Hayden Christensen yeah. as Anakin. She is, like, the actual number one supporter of that performance. She loves him so much. She's gone on record for Screen Junkies, it like, being the one that, like, dies on that sword. Uh, like, I, I understand yeah. that he's supposed to be the bad guy. I get it. Like, yeah. Darth Vader's supposed to be a psycho. Yeah, right. But, like, at the same time, isn't Darth Vader the most, like coolest villain of all time? Isn't he the villain that we all, like, were kind of rooting for? If... It was a better casting choice and the performance was better. Maybe these movies would be better. Maybe. I don't know. But the point is, when I go back and watch it now, the fact that he is the butt of the joke is is correct. Can I change, can I change your thesis statement? Yeah. No. I want to change your thesis statement to not... He's the most misunderstood. I think he is the scapegoat of the 
prequel uh, trilogies. Yeah, oh, I don't because I, I don't think this. If he was a, the greatest actor in the world, I don't think these movies would be still like viewed as great. Like right. it's not his fault. It's fair. No, no, I and I agree. A lot of it's the dialogue. Like Lucas doesn't write great dialogue. People agree with you in here. Yeah. Like a handful of people are saying they agree. You know, Jarvis saying he agrees. He's saying he acts so well in the scene where Padme says that you know she's pregnant, and people say, yeah, you know, he's supposed to be a villain. You know, you want Darth Vader to be a psycho. The stare, all these things. Um, one thing though that I just can't get on board with here. Oh, oh uh, Hayden has stated that his voice was robotic because he was trying to emulate the Darth Vader voice, which is like. Still, just sounds like you, bro. That's like Tommy was so <laughs> saying yeah. that he meant to make the room as a dark comedy. Yeah, which right. was like it's just like the saddest yeah. thing. So, I'm actually surprised that as many people are kind of on your side with this thesis <laughs> as, as as there are. Like a lot of people are talking about how good he is. Like he's so bad. He's terrible. He's so horrible. He's offensive. <laughs> and and I get that. It could have. I don't know. All right, whatever. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the fact that the fans are okay with it. And I, I legitimately almost asked Roxy to be on five minutes of this episode just so she could defend it because she's the only person I've ever met in person. And I came up with this thesis, by the way, last night. I have never believed this until now. I mean, people, I mean, again, it's like, you know, Matt's here saying, I think Luke's was trying to make a character who's both a hero while still believing that he can turn to the dark side. He could have done all of that. Just being a better actor. I agree. He like <laughs> just the way. <laughs> okay, all right. As long as you agree, I'm fine with that. Uh, I, I think it's unintentional, but I think that yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should. Savant. I think you should aspire to be Hayden Christensen in your acting career. All right. So what I'm saying I'm as my <laughs> thesis is that never has any content creator, director, writer ever been so revered for the exact same entity that they've been so despised for. Like yeah. even Danny Boyle in Train Spotting Two, even Spielberg and the the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, nothing was quite as offensive as George Lucas doing four, five, six, and then one, two, three. There has never yeah. been. I just can't think of it. Right. And if there has been, please tell me because I want to know and I want to go watch why they're so great and why they're so bad. Now, who knows with Cameron and the Avatar movies? Could be bad. Could be real bad. Well, here's here's what I'll say about that. So, Lucas only directed Star Wars. He didn't direct Empire or Jedi. Yeah, right. Right? I believe he didn't direct Jedi. Somebody else directed Yeah, Jedi. I think he just directed A New Hope. Um, I want to find out who directed Return of the Jedi. That would be a shmoding question that I would miss if I was asked. Uh, unless it's just also... Okay, Richard Marquand. Yep, would have missed that one. A lot of um, people are driven... Look, I know a lot of successful people are driven by anger and revenge. That's why I love There Will Be Blood. <laughs> That's why I'm angry. I want no one else to be happy. <laughs> um, Can we do that movie at some point? I... Like, definitely not by these standards, but, like, maybe we could do, like, a best of Daniel Day-Lew on the action guys. Do you think that if we, at episode 200, if we changed this show from action movie anatomy to something else, like, a different genre but same format, we could get more mileage out of keeping the show going? At a certain point, we're just we, doing dramas anyway, but, right. like... Because we're running out of good action movies. There will always be, like, if we're going to bend the rules and do Prisoners or Pulp Fiction, like, we can do it. Yeah. But I wonder if we were to revise the format slightly and, like... I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. People are saying he go he he force ghost directed. They just saying he's go he ghost directed. Oh, uh, the third one? Lucas did. Yeah, yeah. But he actually force. What's that called again? Force ghost. Force. No, that's not what it's called. When you're a force ghost, when you're like the white ghost that's over here. No, no, no. The white ghost. The white ghost. <laughs> no, the thing that they they call it at the end of the Last Jedi. I mean, not the of uh, oh. of Rogue One. For or no, it's Last Jedi. Forced. See, this is why you could never watch. This is why we could never compete in, in Star Naga, Wars. Naga. Naga. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Let me know if you guys feel correct about that or not. If there's another director that did something really, really great and then did something terrible, but it does just feel like for someone who have done so great with four and then I guess ghost force, what is the word? Oh, here you go. Yeah, so, you got some, so, so we got some suggestions here from Rats and King. Um, Jackson with Lord of the Rings and then The Hobbit. That's a strong one. I mean, the, the Hobbit movies are very bad. Yeah, but they're not. I honestly don't think they're like as appallingly no, bad. As, they're still watchable. Yeah, I actually like the first and the third one. Yeah, and then and then the other suggestion here was the Wachowski brothers, now sisters. Oh, uh, that's Matrix fair. Sequels. That's actually pretty fair. Matrix the, 2 and 3 are very bad. Those are, those are real bad. I still actually think that The Matrix 2 is, is a decent enough film. Was that the one with the architect at the end? Yeah, and the one with the twins. With yeah. the, uh, whereas one, two, and three are just like maybe the worst things ever. Attack of the Clones is maybe the worst mm. thing. Force projection. Thank God. Thank God we have fans because it was driving me crazy. <laughs> you mean Force Ghost? You mean Force Ghost, <laughs> where you're a ghost in the forest? 
Um, but yeah, okay, let's let's move on to fist pump. We spent quite a bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on this on this one. So uh, fist bump moment, guys, if you're watching for the very first time, if you're listening for the first time, it's that moment something happens, you look around, you're like, are you seeing this right now? This is the coolest thing I have ever guess. I'm so excited to get to watch the rest of this movie. You're so pumped, you're amped up, you want to call your buddy, make sure he turns the movie on. Um, I think for both of us, it's got to be in the last 45 minutes somewhere. Yeah, well, it's weird because you actually said mine earlier. Oh, not from a Jedi? That's my fist pump. The whole story of of, of uh, Darth Plagueis. Yeah. And also, he's just the apprentice that murdered him, right? Can I learn that power? <laughs> Isn't he just the apprentice that murdered him? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because he talks about it, but he never says he's the Murder apprentice. Sleep, yeah, and yeah. then later on he talks about it, he's like, I learned everything from my master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just like, you just said that you murdered your master in his sleep, and you're not, like, you're skipping about ten minutes of your story. Yeah, it's a sweet moment. I agree. I, but the I whole thing that. about, yeah, like, being able to, to heal, the only thing he feared was death himself, uh, you know, things like that. Um, sorry, Jarvie's trying to call in, and uh, and he's having some, uh, he says, I didn't know if you wanted him on right now. So oh, yeah, had... let's try again. Okay, what? yeah, just call back. Yeah, he's going to try one more time. Um, that's a sweet part. But that's actually my part because when he says, not from a Jedi, no, is when you're like, oh, shit is going down. There he Boom! is. Jarvie. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many <laughs> abilities, some considered to be unnatural. Is that is you? Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. Is that really Jarvie? That's a really good impression. <laughs> That's Jarvie. That's a really good Palpatine. Not from a Jedi. Jarvie, how you doing, man? Happy birthday. That's not his birthday. That's the news, though. It is a late birthday for yeah, Jarvie, though. We did yeah, 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 it's a belated birthday. Like a birthday. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to both of you guys. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. And yes, happy birthday to Denuso. And man, I'm just I'm just losing my mind how much you guys are enjoying discussing this movie. If it's from love or hate, it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> freaking great. I watched it twice this week because I, I I have this really big problem with Clash Royale now, where I'll turn on a movie and I'll play the game, and then yeah. and then like I'll realize after two hours, I'm like I don't really know what just happened. I'll like hear a lot of things and I'll, I'll turn like during the really high intensity moments. Yeah. But I was like, Jarvie's calling in. I need to watch it again. So I watched it again last night mm. just for you, brother. <laughs> just for you. Yes. Hey, Twice, twice in a year. I just, uh, Jarvie, I just did this thing where I counted down my favorite film from each year, some of the years of my life, and I was looking at 05. It's a really bad year for movies. Uh, and, like, this is definitely a, a contender for one of the better films of 05. Not necessarily because I think it's that good of a movie, but it's definitely one of the most memorable. Like, it's way more memorable than, like, a lot of the, like, I don't know, like V for Vendetta, for instance, which Whoa. is pretty good, but this I is just a more V for me- Vendetta. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, so, Jarvie, our question... Well, first of all, I want to get to the chat real quick, where I saw I saw you mention that you think that this is Lucas's most ambitious film. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely the most ambitious film. You can see from the scale of everything. It's massive. Just, like, from the intro itself, it's, it's like a 20-minute rundown of how they board the ship, how they rescue the Chancellor, kill Count Dooku, they land, they crash ship, Everything is just perfect from that. Like the first, the intro is absolutely flawless in my opinion. Uh, so, okay. So, so when you say that it's flawless, and you think that you, so you're saying just the scale of everything in the sense of what Lucas was doing to try to kind of end this trilogy is why you found it to be because, like, uh, in Attack of the Clones, for instance, it's pretty. It's a pretty massive scale too, right? The the huge, the huge war. Jar Jar? It is, it, it, it is definitely. But I think that <laughs> the, the fact that uh, this sort of, uh, like, if we take the original uh, trilogy, yep. it's like destroying the Death Star, there's an attack, everything. The new trilogy is doing the exact same same thing, pretty much. Okay, The Last Jedi was a nice change-up, but the prequel trilogy did an entirely different thing. The storyline and, the like, the structure of the story was completely different. And I, they even went into the politics and, like, the Senate hearings, I know a lot of people hate the Senate hearings, but it was very different for a Star Wars movie to go into politics like that. Right. I mean, trying to really, you know, that, that whole world building stuff, trying to really show us what, uh, why people are doing what they're doing, where it's driven from. I, th- I think that is a really interesting part of it. And, and uh, if you love Star Wars lore, there's probably a lot more meat on the bone with these prequels than, than a lot of people sort of want to care to admit. Definitely. Yeah, there's quite a few Easter eggs also in there. Did you know that there's actually a Millennium Falcon in a scene in Revenge of the Sith? No. Where? 
Uh, it's 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 an overview of uh, when the ships are landing on Coruscant, and there's just a tiny slice of the Millennium Falcon going into a hangar. Huh, weird. Uh, okay, <laughs> so out of all the movies, Jarvi, and, and this is uh, we'll get to your fist pump in just a second, why Revenge of the Sith? Why out of everything that you could have chosen in, in all the movies, like <laughs> over in Bruges is another one that we've talked about a bunch, what was it about Revenge of the Sith you're like, I need this on the show? Yeah, why not Pearl Harbor, man? Keep going. <laughs> oh, yes, Pearl Harbor. This is going to not... Never mind. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, for, when I was a kid, me and my childhood friend, we actually learned the moves of the final fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan. We had, we ma- actually made shit, you can wooden do that many swords. <laughs> we learned the choreograph, everything. We did the fights. We filmed them, and we wanted to add the uh, lightsaber effect later. We actually failed to do that. But we had the quotes. We had the moves. We had everything. And I tried to find the video to post on the page, but I couldn't. I was going to say, we have to see this video, Jarvie. You have to find it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's right with any of our like fantasy football liquor league speeches. Or We'll get the count to 10 online if you can get that video online. <laughs> yeah, and I, have, I have to give a quick shout out to one of my Estonian friends, Kopo, who is we always quote the Darth Sidious lines, the Power, yeah, unlimited <laughs> power. <laughs> yeah, it's so sweet, uh, Mace Windu. So, 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 talk to me. What's your fist bump, man? Okay, so there's way too many, but again, I I wanted to find a very like subtle one. So, at the at the very beginning, where uh, they're trying to save uh, Palpatine, and the battle droids are coming in. Yeah, Obi Wan is walking up the stairs. And he just walks his lightsaber into the battle droids. He doesn't hit him. He just, like, walks it in and slices him up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there is, like, this really sweet thing about the way that Obi-Wan fights is he's very, like, reactive and, like, he's not not explosive or aggressive. He's calmer. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But right? but again, he kind of shows off as well because when they land their land their uh, land their ships, Obi Wan jumps out of like a backflip, doing everything, and just Anakin is just getting his harness off and it's yeah, trying true. to get out. <laughs> I do love Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. I do too. I, I'm a big fan. Um, Jarvie, one of the questions that we got asked earlier, which is not in my final post here for some reason um but i put it on my phone uh what do you think of the actual lightsaber battles in this movie as opposed to the entire franchise of films do you think that it's like kind of silly or do you think it's the best lightsaber battling period yeah because a lot of the fights have been called over choreographed and uh well a good example is that i learned these moves because they were so easy to pick up because they were very explicit but i kind of think uh Going back to when Ken Napsack did the Jedi Alliance uh, show, is mm. the times were different, and the Jedi were were in a very different place. It was the high time of their like rule, so to speak. So their moves and everything it was like dance, like it was it was sort of different. So I think in that sense, it kind of fits the movie that the fighting is very very out there compared to the original films, where the the fighting is a little bit more primitive. But that's like much exactly. Later. And that's some of that's just hard hard to justify or explain, obviously, because it's such a different time. And and like the original Star Wars film, the lightsaber battle is so simple because like it was not because it was yet. like the, it was the fact that you even had a lightsaber on screen that was kind of the mind blowing thing. Now it's like you have a, we had a lightsaber for so long we need to kick it up a notch. Yeah. Um, oh, and then the other one that I really like that Ben and I are going to talk about as well. But we're gonna <clears throat> I'm going to ask you, and then we can get you a recast, and we'll have to let you go. Uh, but the other thing that someone mentioned was would you be interested in an obi-wan movie since we had a solo movie are you kind of surprised that they went the solo route as opposed to the obi-wan route when obi-wan with ewan and alex have been so alec have been so awesome yeah so one of my fist bumps was also the very ending where yoda tells obi-wan that that an old friend has uh, has found a way to connect with uh with the nether force and he's like why not yeah, and I think that that's like the only spinoff that I wanted to see was the Obi Wan spinoff. So I think it would have worked so well if they could have brought back Liam. As I want to do some improv- improvisational comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, I would have loved to see an Obi Wan spinoff. That's like the only one I would have liked to see. We're closed. We're closed. <laughs> I think, I think I, I have AIDS. I think the shop has to be open. <laughs> ring, ring. 
but I wasn't here. I wasn't here. Uh, all right, man. Last, last thing before we let you go, we are going to do a classic recast. We haven't done one in a very long time. Um, who are your four? Obi-Wan, Anakin, Senator Palpatine, and Padme. Who you got? All right. So it's kind of... It's kind of... Uh, I went like half and half. So for Palpatine, I went John Lithgow. Oh, that's oh, so sweet. That is brilliant. Lovely. Learn to use the dark side of the force, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Not from a Jedi, Tucker. And Taka. for Obi-Wan, I went really ridiculous. So I went Jared Butler. Uh, Jared Butler. Jared. That's amazing. Anakin, Anakin isn't the father, isn't he? I'm so sorry, babe. I'm so sorry, babe. I'm so sorry, babe. <laughs> okay. And for, um, for Padme and Anakin, I kind of try to go more like actors who have dramatic chops so for Padme I went with I know this is a bit complicated because it has continuity issues but Tessa Thompson that's okay. one of the top actresses working today love Tessa yeah. and and I think she would have amazing chemistry with Taron Egerton oh okay Taren. that's great that's you I mean so I, I see where you're at here I actually really like this Lithgow yeah. Egerton Butler and Tessa Thompson. I mean, obviously the only one for me that doesn't yeah. seem to fit, but I would make it work would be <laughs> Butler. I could see <laughs> yeah. Butler as like an instructor type of role. That's good. He can do that. I like cutting things with yeah. my lightsaber. <laughs> He's like so really... when when he when he cuts Anakin's legs off, he goes like, "I'm thirsty as fuck." Thirsty right. as fuck. Don't do it, Anakin. I've got the higher ground. <laughs> higher ground. <laughs> you were supposed to be my brother. Um. So, uh, oh, excellent, man. excellent, excellent work. We'll get to our recast a little later in the show. Uh, Jarv, thanks for calling in, man. Happy birthday, belated, and thank you so much for all your support over the years. I was drinking from my action movie anatomy glass just the other day. Yes. Sir. Oh, amazing. Well. I just wanted to ask how are the glasses doing. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, have a great holiday. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to the other half of the show. Hell yeah, brother. You as well, and we'll talk soon, okay? <clears throat> and he's gone. And he's gone. <clears throat> All right, so uh, back to the, that back was to fun. the show. Big fan. Big fan I love of Jarvie. Jarvie's a great dude. Yeah, um, I wish I still had some of the. Uh, I've talked about him on here before, but back when I used to do uh, Anchor and, and I would do Top 50 Tuesday, and for a while there, for like eight or nine weeks, I'd had a handful of people would call in with their Top 50 choice. Okay. And Jarvie more than once called in very drunk uh, <laughs> oh you told me like, about this like walking home from like a bar and like it, i think like twice like two of them and i wish i had saved them because <clears throat> they were just wonderful they were just so much fun oh uh, you i think you played one for me just pure unadulterated excitement yes talking about like i think pearl harbor like real love yeah real, real love for real film. love yes exactly. yeah, yeah so. I, I agree jarvis is, is a great dude um Again, one of the generals, we salute you. And uh, let's move on to, we'll go into Ewan and Hayden's. Uh... I don't think I've done my fist pump moment yet. Oh, my God. I think you cut me off there. Well, I think Jarvie cut you off. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we don't, we're, we're a, little, a little weird on time today. We started a couple minutes late. Hey, hey Steven, do we have a hard out? Steven. Steven. Looking into it. Because <laughs> if we've got a hard out, I've got to stay past. <laughs> There's no hard outs for you guys. Oh, wonderful, Uh, wonderful. uh, Steven, Steven. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to go, my my fist pump moment is basically as soon as Execute Order 66 starts. Oh, yeah. So it's for me, it's just the, like, it's truly the definition of a fist pump is when something happens in a movie I used to describe it as, I'm so excited I get to watch the rest of this movie. Yeah. See, I actually disagree with Jarvie, which you said uh, that that the beginning is perfect. I actually found the beginning of this movie to be slow and yeah. hard, harder to watch. I like. I can obviously understand what you're saying about the choreography of the of the fighters, and it's, I mean, every, everything, movies are subjective in general, but, like, I found that the two hours and 20 minutes of this movie get really sweet in the final like 50 like the yeah fu- as soon as execute order 66 and that music starts and i love the one jedi the dude with the beard and the real tall head yeah and he's, <laughs> and he's running and and then you the guy stop behind him and he does that thing where he looks back for a second and he does he like this is like, like go and they just blow him up yeah and then the jedi all start dying uh that's i it's love sad it's sad it is but sad. It, it's affecting and then and then Anakin, as he marches on the Jedi Temple with what all the droids do? behind him. There's so many of them. <laughs> that kid didn't get another job. <laughs> but like, no, because he got murdered by Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> it's just like everything. So then, and then obviously the final stuff on, I think it's Mustafar, right? That's the planet? 
The... What do you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I think Mustafar is the planet at the end. It's got to be. Somebody okay. in the chat confirmed for me. Uh, but all the stuff on Mustafar, like them fighting on like the lava and all that, and like the flip, and I have the higher ground. I just love it. That's my I, favorite part of the whole movie, and I got so excited watching it. I do truly love their battle at the end, and especially like the moment. It's like one of my favorites where he's like, "You came here with him." Yeah, he's like, "You traitor," or whatever he says. Yeah, uh, he's what I can't remember. liar. Yeah, and and you're like, "Oh shit, it's gonna get it's real. gonna go down right now." And I remember the first time watching it. I didn't really, because you're a kid. Yeah. You don't really put the two and two together that there's a reason that Darth Vader's wearing the suit. Yeah. And there's a reason he looks so insane in the suit. Right. You're like, something really bad has to happen to him. Yeah. I didn't really put it together yet. I was like, oh man, he's going to kill. Like he's surrounded by lava. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> he's surrounded by lava. He's he's the, but he's like the most powerful Jedi ever. He's going to kill Obi-Wan. Yeah. Or like, he's going to like do, I, I don't know. I was, again, I was a kid. I, I wasn't like placing four and five and six with yeah. one, two and three. I was just kind of like thinking in the moment. I didn't know what was going to happen, and, like, just all the lines from Ewan are so good. So sweet. You were my brother! So good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that that a good fist pump. I uh, A couple people were saying that the Order 66 gives them chills. That's, like, yeah. some of their favorite parts. I love that. I just, yeah, I love the whole ending of this movie. It's You will not that, take her from me! Because yeah. something that you and I will often do is, with movies that you and I have seen five, six, seven times, if we're doing them on the show, we'll do our best to watch through the whole movie, but sometimes it ends up, you don't get to finish it, or you're only yeah. watching scenes, because, like, it's a movie like Man on Fire for you, where you've seen it, like, tw- like 25 times. So many times. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, you sometimes you don't get to. So with this one, I was, like, going into it, I was like, there's no way I can miss any part of the last hour. I have no. to watch. So I watched every second of this movie, and, like, you know, it's just it's just awesome. I love the ending. Your anger and lust for power have already done that. You're like, shut I, up! I feel a great... <laughs> I feel a great disturbance. Uh, okay, so... Uh, I, I got a question for you, because we have a lot of ground to cover here still, and, and we will get to it, but I thought about this this morning, and I texted our good friend Mark Riley, who is the, one of the yeah. hosts of the Star Wars show over there, Collider, the Rule of Twos, with, uh, with Mark Fernandez. I texted him, do you think... That if she hadn't died, Obi-Wan goes away with Padme and raises the kids and marries her. Oh, wow. And his answer was, I don't think so. In this canon, Jedis aren't allowed to marry. They Anakin does it secretly, which is one of the things that he does that breaks the, the rule. Um, and I don't think so. And, like, all I'm saying is there's a definite vibe of he cares for her. And, like, she obviously respects him. And Anakin dies. Like, let's just say it all crumbles and they get to run away to the country. I think that maybe Obi-Wan raises the kids with Padme. What do you think? I know it's weird. I just, I was thinking about it in the context of another movie. I... I want to know your guys' thoughts in the chat, too. I, no. No? I can't. Obi-Wan would become a creep. Because, <laughs> like, they're supposed to be so much younger. Yeah. And, like, Padme's, you know, very, very young. He's supposed to be... Ah, how old do you think Padme's supposed to be? I think Padme... 19? Yeah, and he's supposed to be, like, 300, I think. What? <laughs> yeah, he's 300 Obi-Wan? years old. <laughs> no. I just... There's something wrong with it. He's roguish. He's, no, like, 36. I know, I know. Maybe I'm 34. Just, I just don't... I'm just not okay he's with it. He's had a successful I think career. It, <laughs> He's a young model. He's probably divorced. He's looking for something. I, he meets her... Anyway, different story. I think it ruins the beautiful story of McGinnis in 4, 5, and 6 if he were to have taken Padme and raised the kids. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Maybe I'm way off base. I don't know. I would love to know what you guys think. In the Has chat. anyone agreed with you? S- no. <laughs> Steven, what do you think? Steven. Steven. There's no proof that the kids aren't his. <laughs> Strong point. Strong point. I hate it. Bail Organa has to get a new job. I hate He's you basically guys Judge Judy. so much. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Ewan McGregor and what he was doing in his f- career in Big Fish 2003. Mm-hmm. Wow, those are words. He was in Big Fish in 2003, directed by Tim Burton. Robots in 2005, with also Robin Williams in there. And Valiant in 2005, which... Mm-hmm. I don't know Valiant. Nor do I. I don't know that one. Um, Have you ever the- seen Big Fish before? <sighs> God. I hate it. Shattered Glass in 2003 was Hayden Christensen's most recent film, uh, after Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, and Life as a House in 2001, one of my favorite movies. Life as a House is a good movie. It actually is a good movie. And he's actually good in it. Yeah. yeah. No, I actually like that movie. Yeah. It's, um, a, it's one of those family dramas. I hear Shattered Glass is good. Never saw it. Well, I mean, the other thing that was going on in the chat is a, is a handful of people actually think he's a great actor. Yeah. Like, in, in, in other movies. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I Like, he he's definitely a guy that 
had the double-edged sword of the opportunity because he got a bit of a raw deal. He obviously has this role, and he's remembered for this role, and he's incredibly famous still because he was this guy in this movie, you know? But his prospects as an actor are very limited because it's not like Bertolucci... I mean, it's a bad example, but like, it's not like some guy who's like a legendary director is like, I'm gonna make a movie this late, like, you know, stage in my career, and I'm just gonna select who I want. I'm gonna take Hayden Christensen because he's such a good actor. Like, right. Denis Villeneuve is not like, I want to cast Hayden Christensen in my movie. I just, I, I get it. You want someone who's like a hot topic, hot button topic. Tobey mm. Maguire, Spider Man, Elijah Wood, Lord of the Rings. Although Elijah Wood wasn't that famous at the time, but yeah. he was still famous enough. I just, I don't know. It, I don't. I wish I could be a fly on the wall in the casting session. Oh, yeah. With, just to, like, hear what George Lucas said after seeing his audition. And, and, like, excuse me, why he was so sold on him. Because, again, it's been it's been proven a couple times, and, and the fans have, have argued that Hayden is not a terrible actor. He's not maybe the best, but... And a lot of it goes on George Lucas and his writing. So we can skip right ahead into production development, and we'll kind of cruise through this. But written directed by George Lucas, produced by Rick McCollum... What happened here? Like, why? I mean, what is it about Lucas to where he could do such a great job with four? Is it just because four was the beginning and he created everything and there was, he didn't really have to go anywhere from it? Do you mean like like Star- a new hope? Seventy seven Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, because he he didn't direct the next two Empire and and I think there's I mean, a lot of things of going Return on. Jedi, I, I mean, I, I think like there's a lot of things going on. I think that. I, th- I saw Mark Andrego, a friend of the show, um, tweet this the other day or talk about it on Facebook. Like, if Star Wars came out today, there would be tons of nitpicking and plot holes and the third act is slow, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's the case with a lot of classics. I, I mean, yeah. movies. And-, and I think that the original trilogy, you know, was great and innovative at the time. And it, it like, has a lot of great, um, you know, like, a lot of great... Uh, archetypal characters, right? Like you have like the, the the sense of good versus evil is so pronounced in those movies, and it was very affecting at the time. We didn't really have something of that scope yet, and it works really well. Whether or not like we don't know what decisions Lucas was making, how involved he was in each part of it, what the things he's the most responsible for versus the things he's not. You know, right. obviously. Lawrence Kasdan having written the second one is a big deal and and you know Kirshner and all that like there's just a lot of different things that make that original trilogy sing and and its best moments I just don't know that we were set up to succeed that much with the prequels and I think it probably begs the question we wanted to ask today <clears throat> yeah. this is just an open-ended question Stephen I'd actually love to know what you think about this too the chat you know sound off on this yeah please chat pay attention and respond this is a big one should the prequels have happened not like should the prequels have been better or should they have happened differently. Should they ever have happened? Assuming that they hadn't, we would have gotten 2015, a reboot of Star Wars in some ways. But should the 1999 through 2005 three-movie prequel trilogy ever have happened? What do you think? Yes. Okay. You say yes. I say yes because regardless of whether they were good or not, and I say this to people all the time, um... They were something that were family family friendly enough and sci fi for children that created another generation of sci fi fans and people who love Star Wars. So whether they were good or not, they created another generation of fans. Just as these new movies are doing now with pop culture, like how many references can you name where people talk about how the Death Star gets blown up, right? With like the the two meter wide thing and him going down the trenches and firing into it. And they they did this whole second trilogy now or the third trilogy now. Using the same th- same theme, oh, got to shoot into this one hole and blow up the planet, right? Yeah. All of the pop culture from back then now makes sense. So they're basically bringing a new, another new generation into the same kind of philos- concepts. Same with uh, Anakin in the first movie where he goes into the ship and then fires into that and blows it up. It's all about just, like, one part blowing up everything. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like... every Every 15 years, there should be something new, at least, that really creates a new generation of fans if they want to keep it alive i don't agree with them necessarily flooding the market with movies now i think they should wait a bit and then do it again yeah i mean we're obviously there was a major investment and now it's all the bottom line so that's what that's what like all these new movies are kind of about but okay that's an interesting point drew what do you think yes or um no? <clears throat> i think yes i mean i'm one of those people that believes that like everything happens for a reason yeah. i'm one of those um i think it's really important that natalie Portman had a great career. I think she's one of the best actresses that we've had in, in, in this generation, even though this is not really a testament to her skill. Yeah. Um, and I also think that 
it was kind of important to just show you that just because something is loved, because it has a huge fan following, doesn't mean it's just going to be successful. Now, these movies made a lot of money. Um, however, I think it's important that this happened so that now that we have the new Star Wars films, they're looking at it in a different light. Like, they didn't just let George Lucas direct The Force Awakens. Yeah, you know, right. They, didn't, he's, he, they were like, oh, 20 more years have passed. Like, let me do this again. They're like, oh, yeah, sure. You did such a great job before. Yeah, right, I was right, like, right. no, dude. Like... No, you can you can have your money and you can have a producer credit or whatever, but like you're not touching the creative anymore yeah. because you're not good at it. And I think it was really important for these three to happen so that they could show you that just because you can create in a world that is already adored yeah. doesn't mean that you can lower the quality. And, and I'm not saying that he went into this thinking that it was going to be a lower quality product than than his original three were. However, I just think that these needed to happen so that we as an audience expect more now the other side of that is that i think the star wars audience is the most entitled pretentious audience in Very the world toxic, yeah. uh, and, and toxic um but that doesn't mean that these movies were good and that they're just being hard on them i'm gonna go the opposite and i'm gonna say no they should never have happened and i what i will say is that it's not like so i, I hear you everything happens for a reason steven i i agree with your point that you do want to have refresher you know, like basically refresher of this IP so that a new generation knows Star Wars. But the reality for me is that, you know, Jedi comes out in 83 and you get another movie 16 years later. The last one of these comes out in 05, you get a movie 10 years later. You, It's not realistic to think that between 1983 and 2015, this IP was not going to be refreshed at some point. I just don't necessarily think that this trilogy, this prequel trilogy should have happened when it happened. It They didn't have a grasp yet on... How what they needed to do to make this a successful piece of pop culture that actually sung with quality and credibility. They just kind of swung for the fences with the with the CG they had at the time, uh, and they they really let Lucas t- turn something that had become kind of part of adult mythology and make it a little overly kid friendly. To the point that when the third movie happens and he does murder the younglings and it gets dark at the end, it really does stand out as the only truly dark thing that happens in the three movies. Whereas, I mean, yeah. Empire is obviously like the, usually references the best one. Empire is a very dark film. It's the second in the trilogy. Even just even just losing Obi Wan in New Hope. Spoiler alert um, <laughs> is a is a tragic, heartbreaking moment. And and I don't know. I just that's I, I don't think that we should have had no Star Wars movies from 1983 to 2015. But as everyone in this chat is saying, there were, like, these ideas that existed for a very long time. There was, like, tons. Do you think you'd be as big of a Star Wars fan if you didn't? If these three didn't come out when you were a kid? Because you loved them. It's a good point. And, I, and, good point. and again, Richard Eric Jarvie, the boy that recommended it, That's that was what his comment was, what I thought was, was pretty fascinating because the, the long answer, the short answer is no. The long answer is maybe because, like, I loved New Hope, Empire, and and Revenge, or, or retu- yes, Revenge of the- Return of the Jedi, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. um, because my sister Sandra and I watched them so much when I was there. However, we also were she. Who do who do you think was there? first like the first person to call me when these were announced and like got me the posters when i was a kid it was my sister sandra and i was so excited without the prequels it would be like holding on to the sweetness of like the mad max trilogy or something or like that. superman yeah like it, without all- the prequels, star wars would have died it would have just become a, a footnote in like really important pop culture history right but like none of us yeah, so it's a, it's a strong even, point. Even even with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull coming out when it did, yeah. it still seems now for some reason okay for it, the next Indiana Jones movie to come out. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead of it just being like, just let it die. It's been thirty years. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, I love that conversation. That's, that's a really great point there, Richard. Uh, love love that you brought that up, and love that you called in again. So, um, do we, box office? Should I get into that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, just a quick shout out, really quickly, guys. patreoncom slash action. Mm. You guys can find additional content there every content there every single week through the holidays as we've been traveling so much. It's been a little staggered. Uh, we actually have a cool call in Skype call that uh, William Belford actually did with us a couple weeks ago, and we're going to be exporting that and putting that up this week as a piece of content for yeah. you guys. It's kind of a Q and A with us. And we're doing those <clears> Skype calls now for generals in the action army so check that out we do videos every week movie reviews all kinds of cool stuff patreon.com slash team action there's like 40 videos tons of schmodown behind the scenes reactions we are going to need to record 
it's spectacular behind the scenes. Yeah, we, we really do. do. Uh, we need to find time. I don't know when we're going to be able to do it, but we are going to do our best, guys. It's been crazy. Ben's about to be out of the country. I was out of the country. Holidays are coming up, but we will make things work. And also make sure to check out the action guys tomorrow on Collider 3 p.m. That's when our next episode goes up on yep. the verbal history of Team Action. Getting into critical and box office, this movie was produced by Fox, cost $113 million to make uh, and it was released in May 19th, 2005. Grossed $380 million domestic, 468 worldwide for a grand total of $884 million in 2005. Absolutely obscene. Making just over $100 million, making $108 million its opening weekend. 7.6 on IMDb, 79 by all critics, 67 by top, and a 65 by audience. Uh, makes sense for Star Wars. You know, again, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, usually the fans are going to be more critical than the top critics in this world. Uh, what's your favorite line? It's a lot that I really like. Um, I do really, really enjoy Not From a Jedi. I think that's a really, really cool... Yeah. I think it's a really, really cool part of the movie. I actually like some of... I like some of Padme's lines when she's saying... I love when she says, uh, you're breaking my heart, you're going down a path I can't follow. Yeah. Uh, as bad as some of her acting is in this movie, and as like questionable as their relationship is, like they have no chemistry whatsoever. None. Who's by the way? Who's the creepier um, stalker stare? Is it Edward Cullen or Hayden, or Hayden Christensen's Anakin? Who's worse? Robert. Hey, I, I think it's Hayden. Hayden's got more of a stalker stare. Well, yeah, because Roberts are so dead. You're like, maybe he's just an idiot. Whereas Hayden, maybe he's thinking about birds or something. Whereas Hayden, you're like, that guy's gonna follow me home and kill me. <laughs> I'm thinking about birds, birds Padme. Padme. Uh, you're tearing me apart, Padme. Um, no, I, I think that I think her lines. I love when she says, "You're breaking my heart." And you're going down a path I cannot follow. I just love that because it's like yeah. it's a it's a heartbreaking moment because what you realize is that if she was to survive and he was like this his crazy moment, he came down from it, right? They'd break up. Just, Whoa, I, I need to chill out. <laughs> so the light. Sorry, you getting out of hand. They would break up because like they 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 don't even share the same political views anymore. You know what I mean? They don't even share the same political views anymore. He's power hungry. They're, they don't vote for the same party. Right. It would, it would go to hell. She'd be a single mother. Oh, they would break up. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. And I, I do love that line. Yeah. It's like, he's the father, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let's, let's do some improvisational <laughs> comedy. Uh, I love that line, though. He's just, I'm so sorry. And he walks away because it's just like, he knows. He knows it's all like everything's bad. He knows it's about to end. He's gonna have to kill him. Yep, and 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 uh, yep, she's gonna be a widow, and then she's gonna die. And then I actually think my favorite line is the end of it is not from a Jedi, obviously not yep. from a Jedi, but the whole speech about Darth Plagueis, uh, you know, the Darth Lord, right, right, the right. Sith legend. Oh, the Jedi didn't tell you, of course they wouldn't. You know, he could he could uh, influence the midi chlorians so that he could create life. Midichlorian counts off the charts. <laughs> I tell that to girls at bars. Midichlorian <laughs> counts off the charts. Get away from me. <laughs> um, I love that speech. It, it's just like, it's so well written, and you know it's it's just so pointed towards Anakin losing Padme. It, it's probably the best writing, I think, from Lucas in this entire film. Yeah, that um, speech. That speech. But I love that speech. That's definitely my favorite part. And also, you know, Love Me Like You Did by the Lake of Naboo. This is a great line. That's it. <laughs> Great I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say it this episode sorry. for I'm someone sorry, to pay attention. Um, AMA questions, it's tough. because So there was the ones about the lightsaber fighting and yeah. whether or not uh, we want an Obi-Wan uh, spinoff. But we're, we're running a little low on time. So do we do our recast or do, you, or do we scrap recast because Jarby had such a good one and then we just do answer the questions? Hmm, he had a terrific recast. I think we could probably do recast. Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, I can hop into recast first. Um <laughs> Obi-Wan, I went Jared Butler. No, uh, for Obi-Wan, I actually, I, I had to do it, and it seems so easy, and it, it's just a throwback to, to times of old. Michael Fassbender. Fassbender, <laughs> classic. He's just so good at being Magneto that he could do some sweet stuff with the Force. Mm. 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 You, you keep going. Oh, you want me to keep yeah, going yeah. through? Oh, okay, I'm going to do my whole thing. So then for Anakin, I love that you did Taron Edgerton, because I went Ansel Elgort. We were kind of in the same oh, yeah, boat. Ansel. Uh, he's a few years older than Hayden was, but he also has like such a baby face that I think he could pull it off. Yeah. And plus, people like... 
I almost went Tom uh, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, but he's just like a little too goofy looking. Oh, I love Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It didn't work for me. So, and then Senator Palpatine. I went with um, who did I go with? Old and crazy. Who did I, oh, oh, Oldman. Ah, sweet. <clears throat> I love you went I, Oldman. I went Oldman. Oldman, I think would be super sweet. And then for Padme, I just had to recreate uh, Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, Lily James. Sweet, she's I, great. I love her, and they have, and they her. have great, they have great chemistry. I went uh, yes, with a favorite of yours, Alicia Vikander. Ah, I knew it. I knew if I didn't use her, someone else would. <laughs> Damn it! Well, the hard thing about this is assigning, um, like, assigning actors to the Star Wars franchise in modern day. Right. A lot of the ones that fit the best have already been used. So, like Ben Mendelsohn, for instance, is totally on my radar, but he just already has been used. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. There's like, a, there's so many people that Felicity have been in Jones the actual world. There's uh-huh. another one where I'm like, I could use Felicity Jones for this, but like, she's already been cast. So, um, oh, here we go. Jesus, what is this? We have another call in. Yeah, you want me to take it? Uh, I guess. No, I don't know who it is, so let's not. I don't either. Okay, yeah, we got to hold on this, I think. <laughs> and so whoever's calling in, if you want to let us know in the chat, we're yeah, almost if- out of time here, so I feel like we got to. Um, I don't know how. I, I mean, no one. You know, I don't know all, who it would be. All of our fans would have told it's us. It's probably Gerard Butler. It's probably Jared. Jared, you calling? <laughs> um, yeah. If that was one of you guys, uh, let us know. Unfortunately, we probably won't be able to take the call. But I do love if you have the number and you're calling. Yeah. Uh, so we sorry, go ahead. My, I'm going to go uh, for <clears throat> Senator Palpatine, Paul Bettany. Vision himself. A lot of makeup. Yeah. You make him a little older. I think he could do a really good job with it. Now, also, unfortunately, Paul Bettany that. also has been used in a Star Wars film. He's he, in Rogue One as the villain. Yeah. So, but I just really like him. Wait, so. Bettany's in Rogue One as the villain? Isn't Bettany the villain in Rogue One? No, no, no. You're thinking of... Of uh, Solo. He's the villain in Solo. Oh, is he? He's the bad guy. Oh, I haven't watched Solo, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. So, but I went anyway because I think he would be sweet. Um... I go for, uh, what's it called? For Anakin Skywalker, I went Nicholas Holt. Okay. Yeah, that was, a few people said that in the chat. I think that's a really good one. Yeah, I think he could pull it off. And then for Obi-Wan Kenobi, <clears> I went <throat> a little older. I went Josh Brolin. Thanos himself. Oh, I love it. Put a beard on Put a beard on Brolin. Someone also said Obi-Wan yeah. uh, could be sweet as Christian Bale. Oh. like a, I love both of those, honestly. I didn't use Jackman. I should have used Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> no! The Force! <laughs> um... I love it. Heath Ledger as Anakin. Yeah, that would be nice. Somebody just said Bettany would be a perfect Obi-Wan. That's a strong point, too. I really like that. I yeah. was actually going to say I think he could play Obi-Wan as well yeah. if he weren't. So, uh, great. I love doing recasts. It's been so long. Uh, been there three action movie cat- categories. Totally ridiculous. Totally legitimate and ridiculously legitimate. They kind mm. of explain themselves. I think this one is ridiculously legitimate. I think. Is it? I think it is, right? Like, it's enough in the Star Wars world to where I can, like, kind of buy in on enough stuff. There's no Jar Jar running around like a jackass. Anakin murders a bunch of children. There's, like, some pretty serious shit in this. I, I'd go I'd go ridiculously legit. I'd go the right? middle category. I kind of wanted to call it totally ridiculous, but it has enough <clears throat> legitimacy that I think if you can't do that, I think it, I think you lose me if you do that. And it would be, oh, someone said Andrew Garfield for Anakin. And it would feel wrong if you said it was just totally ridiculous. I mean, totally legitimate. Yeah, there's there's just parts of it that are just not entirely legitimate, and part of it is just ultimate absolute power. <laughs> he's yeah, amazing. He's really good. We, I mean, there's there's a lot of moments we we haven't really talked about that moment a whole lot, or there's just like a lot of moments in this movie we skipped. But. I sense someone is trying to overthrow the Jedi. <laughs> What's in your wallet? What's in your um, wallet? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Yoda fighting the crazy Emperor, Yoda uh, jumping and slicing those dudes' heads off. Plumber being a, a Jedi and yeah. Sauron and like a no, war. No, not plumber. Uh, I mean, uh, not plumber. Um, Christopher Lee. Uh, Christopher Lee. Yeah, being Sauron and a Jedi and like all the fifty other things that they. Uh, yeah. There's a meme out there of it, but he's sweet. He's super sweet, and I actually love him in the beginning. Yeah. Um. The windup of Grievous's oh, someone wrote is is the is the anticipation of the fight between Grievous and Obi Wan the best part of the whole movie, which is like Count Dooku also taught what it was. Yeah, what yeah. is his voice? Like Count Dooku also taught me your powers, and then he like Dooku. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Count Dooku also taught me your Dark powers. Dooku. Yeah, there we go. And then he like starts spinning the lightsabers. Yeah, that's sick. I almost just started singing the Cantina song. Don't do that. Reading the chat, Ben and Drew. Yeah, I know Ben started to read the chat. Three, I never did Three that. years later, you started to read the chat. If you could just make a document yeah, and share it with me with all the document. comments, that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, everyone agrees with us. It is definitely the middle category. If you guys argue either way, let us know really quickly because we are about to get out of here. So, there's only one thing left to talk about on the show, and that's going to be the pitch. 
So this is a weird one. I think this is where we take a couple minutes to talk about uh, a little bit of a two-minute State of the Union of this show. Because a couple things going on. We're quitting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're not. The the first thing is we're going to hit 200 episodes pretty soon. Um, I think we're probably something like three or four months away from it. Um, Drew and I have done the show for, it'll be four years in the spring. Um, We've barely missed any shows. And our schedules are getting harder and harder. So we're doing more pre-tapes, more guest hosts. I'm going to be in Hong Kong for two weeks, so Drew's going to do probably two shows without me. We will be taking next week off. Um, Next week, we won't have a show because it's Christmas week. Yeah, and we also have uh, the following week. The, the next following weeks is when you're going to be out of town, and I'm, I'll probably do shows without you with a guest host. I don't know what those are going to be or who the guest host is going to be. The other thing is you're going to Dark Knight, the pre-tape? Yeah, yeah. So so Paul and Richard uh, ran a – and if there's if was anybody else running that, please correct me here. But uh, Paul and Richard ran an action movie down me, Battle Royale, for a few months there where uh, basically they were pitting all of the most uh, – the movies we had covered on the show against each other in like a Battle Royale format. People they were, know our catalog better than we do at this point. Yeah, all the movies voting against each other. And in the end, the favorite movie that beat out all the others was The Dark Knight. So we agreed to uh, redo – And it beat out – was it Empire? I was that Empire the last – Strikes Back. So was, such great – yeah. such a coin toss. There were some good ones towards the end there, didn't yeah. Prisoners make it pretty far? Yeah, Jurassic Park made it really far yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, so we promised that you guys, uh, to you guys, that we would cover it again. So it felt wrong to cover it again while you were out of town. We'll probably come up with a different way to do a Dark Knight episode so we don't just do it the, like, the exact same thing. Yeah. We'll probably come up with like a better way to do it. But we'll come up with some cool format, um, and we will do that. That'll be something that happens in the new year. We also... Need to kind of figure out that what those movies you're going to cover are going to be. So we'll we'll have that conversation. I would say the best way to be a part of that conversation is to go be a part of the Facebook fan group, yeah. um, Action Movie Anatomy on Facebook. It's probably about 1,500 people in there. Um, we put up polls. People vote. If you follow us on Twitter at the Action Guys, um, no, sorry, at Team Action Show. Yes, uh, you you'll be able to you know help influence what those decisions will be for for next year's films. And uh, Patreon.com/slash Team Action. If you're at the general level, you can suggest films. So if you are still a general, you can suggest movies. We're gonna you know uh make a great lineup for 2019 yeah and we're not we're we're not saying that we're uh pre-taping the dark knight we were going to try to pre-tape the dark knight to get it up to you guys but i don't think we're going to be able to um so we will most likely do that live uh when ben's Once back, back yeah. and that way we can have uh you guys call in uh eric and or i mean richard and paul since they both I know would enjoy doing that, and they also did such a great job running. I, I would have never kept up with it. I would have quit after like a, a month or two. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> mad props to you guys. We'll keep you posted in the groups. We'll keep you posted on Twitter. Uh, again, in the groups, let us know movies that you want to see coming up. I know that you guys want to see Sudden Death and Hard Boiled. Any other movies that you'd like to see coming up, we would love to hear about. And if you wanted to say those two again, then you can just say them again. And uh, and and also suggestions for maybe guest host. You guys know who we love and who we spend a lot of time with. Uh, I know Andreco wanted to come back, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll figure all that out. Just just uh, stay connected. It on social yeah all right guys thanks for watching thanks for listening happy holidays thank you for for three and a half years of yeah. great support thank you steven up in the booth and uh we'll see you guys we'll see you guys soon yeah bye guys from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of the popcorn talk network